This is your Frederick Real Estate Update, a conversation about the regional real estate market with tips for buyers and sellers. Your hosts, REMAX Results, Darren Ahern, and Presidential Bank Mortgage's Terry Kernan. Hey, folks, welcome back to your Frederick Real Estate Update. I am Darren Ahern, bringing you nearly 20 years of experience in the Maryland and Pennsylvania region. And I also have with me the man, the Oreo Orioles and Redskins, hometown stuff from Presidential Bank Mortgage, Mr. Terry Kernan. How's them Orioles doing? They're great. Uh, sporting <laughs> my Orioles shirt today. Went to the game on Wednesday night. Saw, nice. saw a big W. Uh, three out of the last five games. They've won six in a row now, but three out of the last five, they've won in the ninth inning. Yeah. They come from behind. Rallying, baby. Or, or they, they, Sleepers. They've come behind and tied it. Two they took into extra nice. innings, but they're on a roll, uh, so go O's. Uh, I should have worn mine today. I like the color. Do you know I like the color? You know why I like the color, Terry? What's my favorite baseball team for 40 years now? The Houston Astros. That's right. Houston Astros. And I'm the, afraid the, to tell you, I think cheaters. we have. Aren't they yeah, the cheaters? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> something. Maybe. I don't know. That's what they've been accused of. But <laughs> yes. So you're all excited about your wins. I think we have 12 straight wins right now for the Astros, I, I know. believe. So. I know. I know. I know. Anywho, I think we're going to be playing the Yankees or the Dodgers or something for that World Series stuff or something. Who knows? But yeah, It's unfair to see the Yankees play. They're just. Yeah. Yeah, it's just not fair. They'll be cheating in the, uh, the the Super Bowl of baseball, right? So, all right, let's get right into it, folks. Good to see you. Welcome, welcome. We have our thing up close and personal. Um, we want to make sure that you guys know. Get on Facebook Live. You guys can catch me on my channel here. And uh, you can call in, 301-694-9363. Any questions that you have, or you can text them in. But, Terry, one of the giveaways, we haven't done one in a good while, and I thought, hey, in the summertime, everybody's car needs to get washed and cleaned up and uh, sparks and today. pretty. But except today. Today except is not today. the day to go to the car Corn. wash. All you have to do is just be outside, and there's your car wash, since it's sprinkling a little bit. Uh, but, yeah, the Auto Spa, who is a great, great uh, car wash, my favorite. I've got my membership there monthly. It's incredible. And so we're going to give away um, some car washes here. So all you have to do is to call in or text in a question that you have about real estate, and we'll address it. And we'll get your information, and I'm going to send you a free, super-duper, whooper, the deluxe Supreme Car Wash. I promise you it's going to shine like gold. So, all right, maybe put a little new car smell in there, too, while you're in there. So it's pretty awesome. That's the Auto Spa. Those people are great over there. They have helped us before with giving out good prizes and such like that. So, all right, yeah, let's get... Let's get right on into it there, Terry. Uh, active inventory and stuff. Total is at 439. Okay. okay. Uh, 288 resales. So we're staying pretty steady overall. But the big number jump we have not had in over two years or a year and a half or two years is the days on market for the active resales. And that just hit 30 for the first time. So last week it was at 26. Yeah. So now it's at 30. We're so climbing. We're starting to see the climb. Yeah, we got some interesting numbers that are going to kind of see what's going on this week. Yeah, so 30 and average median price still stole, holding steady at 497. Um, people want to know, like, Darren, how many homes a day come on the market and all that? Yesterday there was 24 homes that went active. Okay. So they either went active or come out of coming soon status, which can be up to 21 days. But 24 homes yesterday. Hit the entire market, which is above the average, because the average I looked at is 16 homes a day come up for sale in Frederick County. Okay. All right. 
New construction, 151. I think that number is going to be here till the day we die. Somewhere in that ballpark, 130, 151. Unless we start building new communities and it will rise quickly. Um, but that's probably um, that's probably not going to happen too much. So coming soon. This is another one. 62. We've come down a little. So that's down. Yeah. We're looking to be 100 or more to get inventory, like, more balanced for buyers. But it's not happening because the buyer demand is swooping these up, which is causing in the last 30 days 502 homes to be sold. And the average time of those ones was the resales because we take out the new ones because those are on the market for like a year because they're building new homes. So the resale homes in the last 30 days has been 17 days on market. And because we're averaging 30 now with the actives, I promise you in the next three months, we'll see that 17 number probably get up to about 25. Okay. okay. I know you don't want to bet because you'll lose, right? All right. Last week, uh, 72 homes had sold. So we're seeing about 11 to 12 a day, 16 coming out active a day. But everybody says, well, wait a minute, Darren, if those are the numbers and we're averaging like five or six homes per day, why isn't inventory going up like a hundred in a month? It would make sense, right? Mm -hmm. Ah, I got the answer for you, Terry. You ready? Mm -hmm. In the last month, 139 homes. Oh, this is this is big. This is the big number. This is huge. In the last 30 days, 139 homes that were for sale have either expired, been withdrawn, or canceled because the seller can't get it sold. Now, that number three or no, the, six the months ago. The realtor can't get it sold. Well, everybody <laughs> I'm just blames teasing. the I'm just teasing. Come everybody, on, man. I'm Give me just some teasing. Love. I'm just it ain't teasing. It's my fault, Your Honor. <laughs> Unless I don't put it out there on the MLS and do no market, no sign in the front yard. Nobody knows it. Best kept secret in town. Yeah, pretty much. You're not going to get showings in an offer. So, so that number is a big, big number. It really is. I was, I was shocked. Six months ago, oh. you, nobody would cancel or withdraw because everything was selling. Bing, well, bing, 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 80, bing, right? 80 to 90 percent of homes were selling three, <clears throat> six months ago. Now it's probably about 72 percent, and I'll look that up. But that's the thing. 139. What I'm fine, and, and I'll tell you what. When I looked at that number, you know, the first thing you do is go, "Well, wait a minute." Um, how many of these homes are being withdrawn or canceled? These sellers are getting frustrated in like, um, say, three to six months. My home hasn't sold in three to six months. I'm switching real estate agents because you guys are idiots type thing, right? Um, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing. My neighbor sold in 26 minutes. And, you know, no. What I found is out of these 139, the ones that are being expired, the expireds are the ones that have reached the term of the contract, which means like a six-month listing agreement or whatever it is. You really kind of have to take those out because those aren't the real frustrated sellers. Okay. I'll tell you who the frustrated sellers are. Canceled and withdrawn. That that number is about 80 or so, right? Okay. okay by 80. And the average time of those, okay, is is basically within 30 days. We're not talking three to six months. And a lot of that I found out is because what sellers begin to do is they'll say, and I just had one this week, and it was for a $1.9 million home. And it's like, well, we're going to let this agent, let's see what they can do. And I interviewed four agents. Let's give it to this one. And we'll give them 60 days. And if they can't get it sold, and, and by the way, if they can't get it done in 30 days and we get no showings and we're just crazy out there in the market and nobody's responding, well, then it's always the agent's fault. And so let's go ahead and just take it off. We'll cancel it right now. Get out of the contract. And we'll just hire somebody else to spend two or $3,000 and let them blow their time and money while I, as a seller, aren't willing to get it with reality in the market. So can I ask a question about yeah. this? Because this is, I'm sure everybody that's listening uh, is wondering about this. Yep. Is 
You said that most listing a listing agreements are six months. Yeah, so, as an average. Yeah, on an average. So let's average. take six months. But then it you depends said on the price point. That, if I'm doing a home that's a million dollars, we're doing a year, maybe nine months to a year. Okay. But again. So what you're saying is that I can actually cancel and get out of my contract to list somebody's home. How do I do that? Well, that's the thing. In it's got to be cause, right? Or? Yeah. There's always a termination clause in every single listing agreement, okay? Okay. And every single termination clause could be different than from one broker or one agent to another. Okay. okay? Some brokers have um, uh, ironclad uh, buyer and seller, you know, broker and seller agree the listing term. It's this, this, this. And you have and to cancel either party. It has to be in writing by, say, 10 days or whatever it is. And, and then some of them, I, you know, I've always said, hey, look, um, it's very rare that I've had a seller cancel on me. I have fired more sellers than they've fired me. Okay. Because I already know I'm not going to waste my time and money. This is, this is craziness. Why would I keep doing that, right? But um, I've always pretty much, me personally, I'm going to spend thousands of dollars. So I just basically put in a small thing that says, look, within 30 days, like if you cancel before the end of the term period, um, you just owe me 500 bucks. And that basically pays for my sign to be in your front yard in five minutes of gas anymore today, right? That doesn't even hardly cover the cost of the photos, the drones, the 3D Bataport tours, the internet marketing, and all that stuff like that. Because, Terry, I have no problem telling everybody out there, yeah, I sell 50, 60 homes a year, but I also spend well over $100,000 a year just in advertising alone. So $500, it's it's gas money. It's basically saying to a seller, at least give me some gas money, for God's sakes. You know what I'm saying? Okay. If you're going to act like this. So, anyways. Well, that's good to know. Yep. Um, sold to life price ratio, as we talked about, is 101%. So it, it's like right, it's like hanging in that number right now. And those, by the way, are resales. Those are not new builds because new builds are crazy. Those mm -hmm. are like they got the options and like we listed it at 500 and it sold for 600. Well, you can't like 20%, you know. So 101% is that. That number, as we've talked about before, is really important because once that number gets down to about 97 or 96, hello, we've got ourselves a nice, balance, more balanced mm -hmm. market than ever before. Because what it shows is there's there's going to be a lot more buyers that are getting homes below asking price as a majority practically at that point. That's all that's basically said. Now, that can still happen today, by the way. Somebody may look at that number and say, well, Darren, does that mean that no buyers out there in this market are getting, quote, unquote, a good deal, five, ten, twenty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 off the asking price? No, I'm getting ready to show like uh, probably eight homes today. And the majority of them have been on the market 30 days or more. And guess what? And by the way, they're in Montgomery County down by you. And you know what? These are condos. And some of them have been on the market 60 days. Of course, that raises the red flag. What's wrong with it? And all of a sudden, the buyers are like, well, if it's 250000 can we offer two forty? You know, Well, of course. There's no other offers. It's been on the market two months. The seller didn't take the right approach, in my opinion, to get multiple offers, if that's what they were looking for, and to bid it up. And I look at the data, and it may be already too high. A 240 might be too high. I'll look at the data and say, oh, wait a minute. They're selling for 235 Offer 230 or 225 or ask for closing costs and ask for pizza for a free year. I don't know. So we'll go. We'll go. That's the whole thing with strategizing. And that strategy, more and more and more, as we enter in more in a buyer's market and balanced market, will see that list price ratio. Agents will start that, are, that know what they're doing or get advise their buyers in a way 
that that number might come down a little bit. That's mm-hmm. my thoughts okay. on that. So good. All right, there's the numbers, Terry. What's going on? Let's hear what you have to say in the mortgage world. Jobs, jobs, jobs. Jobs. I got a job. So everybody was uh, waiting very patiently for yep. the jobs report to come out. So June unemployment uh, stayed at three point six percent. Okay. Okay. So it, that did a couple things by staying at three point six percent. It guaranteed. It guaranteed uh, pretty much. 96%, I think, of all uh, investors say that the Fed are going to raise the rates again. The no. big question is just by how much. Mm. So let's talk about a couple of numbers. Okay. Uh, March of 20, March of 2020, pandemic starts. We lost 22 million jobs. Uh, as of today, we've recovered 21.5 million jobs. And uh, that's 97.6 of the jobs that were lost were recovered. Now, last month, we had 372,000 new jobs. Yep, I saw that. And probably fourth or fifth most was the hospitality market. And that was the leader for so many months. So we're pretty much – so what it's saying is we're pretty much back to where we were you know, um, 28 Pre, months ago, pre-COVID, 28 yeah. months ago. Uh, we may pick up those next couple of jobs. So here's the big news that's coming out next week is the CPI on Wednesday, mm-hmm. the Consumer Price Index, and the PPI comes out on Thursday, and that's the Producer Price Index. These are the two indicators that are going to really tell the feds if these uh, rate hikes are working, if and, yeah, and the yeah. numbers that they're going to look for. So what what they're going to do is they're going to strip out the volatile food and the volatile energy Energies. price. I hope they do. They got to strip those out, mm-hmm. and they're going to look at what's called the core. So if the if the uh, core rate on the CPI is 0.6 is what they're guesstimating, yep, and it's going to be 0.5 is their guesstimate on the PPI for Thursday. So we're going to talk about those numbers next week. Those are very important, and that's going to be uh, one of the first big fields of what's have happening. They, How have they, the interest yeah, rates affected everything? Have they done what they're supposed to be doing in order to combat uh, this so. transitory inflation? Yeah, this yeah. temporary inflation, as there they say. You go. So that's kind of the big thing. Uh, some of the things that uh, you know, just looking around, t- talking about you know costs. Uh, one thing I saw this week was. From 2018 to 2022, the average cost of a single-family home, the materials, have risen by 42%. Whew. And not all of that has been passed on to the consumer. I mean, a lot of the builders, uh, I believe, their their margins have been narrowed, uh, which which hurts them. But you know, you got to stay competitive. Yep. Yep. You got to yeah, and the volume has been. Good. good, really good. Um, but so, th- so that's something. And then the other thing that I saw, and these are for all the people that you know, the the withdrawn and the people that get frustrated, the eighty some people that you talk about, is um, is there was a survey done and it showed that black front doors can actually lead to a higher offer price, and soft pink or pale pink can actually lead. To hurting the value of your house. Yeah. So, if you've got a soft pink door and you're frustrated because your house isn't selling, change it to black. Change it to black. Terry, you gonna go home and she's gonna have you paint it black? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get that front door painted black, young man. That's awesome. So, Good stuff. So, so those are a couple things that I saw that I thought were kind of fun. Yeah. Interest rates. I know they came down a little bit. 
They I did. You're working with some of our guys, mm-hmm. and obviously they're going to be a little bit happy because I think we've gotten below six percent finally, and we're starting to see it lax back down. But don't get too excited because we're not at five percent. But uh, the good news is we're moving in the right direction. Things are kind of settling down really well, and people are getting used to the new norm. And by the way, it's still historically a good deal. So that's yes. really good. All right, let's talk about this. We talked about this last week. I had um, somebody call me, and they said, um, uh, hey, Darren, um, it was a settlement. I had a settlement last week. They said, and this doesn't come up too often. And they said, uh, hey, um, they did the loan, but um, uh, – they were looking at the coupon, and they said, okay, September 1st, your first payment's due. In the event you don't get something in the mail that says make your payment to here now, this is where it's getting sold, who's going to be the servicer of the loan, servicer Wells the Fargo, key. Chase, Bank of America, you name it, whatever. Um, could be that Mr. Cooper guy out there. I still want to meet Mr. Cooper. The rich guy, I will <laughs> tell you that. Who's Mr. Cooper? Uh, by the way, that is a mortgage subsidiary arm that services loans, right? Yes. Mr. Cooper. Yes. The first time I ever heard that, I'm like. One of the largest servicers of mortgages. I know. Um, and the first time I heard it, I was like, Mr. Cooper, that's just Dude, strange. I did too. Terry, I'm doing a short sale, and I'm like, "Who? who's your loan with? And they're like, Mr. Cooper. And I'm like, did you just tell me your neighbor's Mr. Cooper? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I'm like, ha-ha, you're funny. No, who serves your loan? Like, uh, tell me the name. Bank of America, PNC. They went, Mr. Cooper. And I said, guys, they brought out their mortgage and showed me, and it says Mr. Cooper. And I'm like, I'm calling people up, and I'm saying, is this a joke? Like, who is this? What is this? It's real. So it's real. So what happened is they were questioning, where does my loan go? Like, mm-hmm. what happens to it? Has it all work in the whole nine yards? And they were really concerned. And they should be. And they, Yeah. And I, the, the, here's what they were more concerned about. Um, the obvious, without saying it at first, is my interest rate going to change? Is my payment going to change? Yep. Do I still pay on the first? Are late fees done? And the, the normal, like, scary thing of, like, it's shifting, so does that mean my terms and conditions shift? Terry, tell everybody out there, how does it work when a loan is closed, the loan is settled for settlement, and where does it go, and what happens after that? So basically what happens is what we're talking about is servicers of the loan. So Presidential Bank and all the people that are selling loans aren't going to actually service the loans. There are a few people out there. When they say service, that means hold them, like a portfolio loan, right? Yes. Okay. That means that's where you'll send your payment to. Mm -hmm. So let's say we sell a pool of loans. Um, Let's say in the month of June, uh, as a company, we close 200 loans. And we're going to pool all the Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. We're going to put them into a big pool of loans, and we're going to sell that pool to a service. And those are like a hundred or no, the Wall Street bundles them at a hundred, I believe, right? But how does it work in your like what's is there a number? How's that work a little bit like that? Yeah, so what we do is we'll close a loan. Mm-hmm. We underwrite, we close, we process, we originate. That is our loan. Okay. And then we are going to sell it to uh the highest bidder on the secondary market. So let's say Mr. Cooper buys a pool of our loans. Basically, Mr. Cooper will take over the servicing of that loan. We are not built. We are not built to service a loan, and Mr. Cooper is not built to originate a loan. Exactly. Okay? Mm-hmm. So they're built. They're big guys. They're built <clears throat> to service the loan. So what happens is we will sell your loan on the secondary market in a pool of loans, and your servicing, we're selling your servicing rights, okay? Yep. So your payment will change only to who you are writing the check to, okay? That's it. The name. That's the name. it. That's it. By law, 
They cannot change the interest rate. They cannot change any of the terms. They can't turn it into a 27-year mortgage. They can't call the loan unless you do something that you're not supposed to do. So they cannot change it. But so what happened and, and where this world came out of was the crash of yep. 2008. Because mm-hmm. before the crash, everybody was everybody won their hands on these mortgages. Yep. And then the mortgages basically almost collapsed our entire economy. And we know what happened there. So coming out of that, the first thing that happened was compliance. And basically, compliance is a big, big factor. And our cost to originate a loan mm-hmm. before 2008 compared to today is astronomical. Yeah, it's going okay? way up for you. So everything that they did to protect the consumer, they actually added probably about a half percent in interest rate onto every loan because there are f- numbers there, overhead, because we have to deal with compliance. So at that time... Compliance became the big thing. So a lot of these uh, big guys like the Wells Fargo, Chase, those guys said, you know what? We don't want to spend hundreds of millions of dollars a year with, by by compliance. So what we're going to do is we're going to let the little guys like Presidential Bank originate the loans, and then we'll just buy them from there. We're going to stop originating. Yeah. So a yeah. lot of the big players in the market, they got out of it. They got out because compliance. It was killing them. Yeah. So before 2008, our compliance department at Presidential was one person three days a week. Okay. <laughs> Today it's a division. We have a whole division, a compliance division that, I mean, there's so much you got to know and so much. And every day we're checking, are we compliant? Are we compliant? Are we compliant? And that is, yeah. and that cost indirectly goes to the consumer, right? We're protecting them. The government's protecting them, but it's there's a cost to be protected. Yeah. So, um, so that's kind of what changed it. So all the big guys now don't want to originate because they don't want to spend. Yeah, too much. Yeah, they just want to buy the loans. Terry, you go out get the loans and then sell them to us. Yep. So when your loan gets sold, do not be afraid. Okay. Right. right. Do not panic. It is okay. And yes, Mr. Cooper is real, but there's also, like you said, you know, Wells Fargo and Chase and yep. and quite a few others. Um, so did that? Did I explain that okay? Yeah, and that's is that what, what you people were looking need for? to know. Yeah, that nothing changes, nothing bad. Don't be flipping out. But the big thing is the big thing. Well, I always say to people at settlement is, look, it's true. If you do not get, and you know this, and if you do not get that in the mail, which is very rare, but it can happen, by the due date of your mortgage, there is a little voucher to pay you or, and so therefore you're not gonna be delinquent, you're not gonna get in trouble, but I also have always said to people, uh, make sure you call Terry up and the lender you're using and making sure that you get in touch with them if, in fact, you don't have any any correspondence of where to send your payment to at this point in that regard, okay? so Yeah, so, mm-hmm. so your first payment always goes to who originated your loan. Yep. Right. In, unless you're told differently. Right. But the safest bet is send Safe. it to the And it's right there. The See, person closing that stuff, we go yeah. over it and all that. It's right so, there. So don't be flipping out. And Terry, not only that is is that not only can they find out who's a new servicer because I've had this happen to me before, as you know, you did my refinance years ago and this that, and then all of a sudden it was with Ch- as Wells Fargo, and then two years in it became like U.S. Bank, and I'm like U.S. Bank, what? They do my camper loan, right? And then all of a sudden, like three of them years later, it became like Chase, and we've had Chase ever since. So it's like we bounced around. But the good part is 
my interest rate, my payment, and everything else has never changed over all this time. So that's the most important thing, okay? All right, so we've got about five minutes in the program, so four minutes in the program. Big thing I was uh, wanting to talk about, um, I did have the article on housing price. Now, look, how much will home prices drop in 2022 and 2023? Everybody wants to know that. This is one person's opinion. Right? Yeah, this is one person's this opinion. this is an article. Yeah, this it is just not... talks about recession fears, rising interest rates, and all that stuff. So it says, one of the most remarkable developments in the post-pandemic economy has been the sharp rise in the housing market. No kidding. Despite the initial pandemic fears, people with means rushed into the real estate sector in 2020, inherently driving home prices up, 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 up. The big thing I wanted to point out is some of my highlights on this. It did say, but what the Fed giveth the it taketh away. I thought that was pretty funny. You that know? is <laughs> like we good. gave you interest rates below three percent. If you sat on the sideline, it's your own fault. And now we've taken it away, and we're over almost six. Well, we're at five and a half or whatever, right? I thought that was kind of a funny line in that. But it said this: the optimistic view of the housing market when it comes to determining the trajectory of home prices, urgency may be the key factor. Despite some slowdowns against early spring of 2022 conditions, Semla Hemp of the Deputy Chief Economist for Core Logic, and by the way, Core Logic is a huge. Uh, company that deals with a lot of data points and things with real estate world and all that, and they're great. CoreLogic's good stuff. Look it up, Google it, ask Siri, she'll tell you all about it. The market will continue to see relatively strong demand from buyers and an elevated rate of home price growth. <laughs> we said that. Yes, Prices are coming down. Dave Ramsey got on last week two things I posted. They're not coming down, boys and girls, as a whole. We're going to see three, six, nine percent appreciation. This year across the United States in most areas for home prices, you're not going to see 12 and 20% like we've seen on pace. It's just slowing down. So this is good. And then it says summer market will stay mostly high because of an increased urgency to buy. Buyer demand is staying pretty high overall. And and that's what we talked about last week is yep. that I'm starting to see more and more buyers that lost out deals last year. They're coming, They're coming back, back. and FHA buyers, That's it. you know, slightly challenged on credit or whatever the case. They are coming back and they want to buy. Two of my buyers I'm working with today, Terry, guess what kind of loans the both of them are doing? FHA. You won the prize. They're both FHA loans. They wouldn't even had a prayer three to six months ago. But they come out of the NASCAR stands, they're in the race car, and they fired up their engines and we're ready to go. Because they actually have a good chance of getting a place now. It says, um, the next part I want to read in this and I'll finish up is that summer market. Fortunately, we are not in a housing bubble. Yes, there's been a huge demand for homes, but banking regulations after the 2008 market crash, ooh, this ties right in we talked about, are much more restrictive and have remained that way. Thank you, Dodd-Frank. I'm going to let you keep that little article. Okay. So three more minutes in the program, Terry. The last thing I'm going to get into, and we're going to continue on this next week. It's really important. It's important, important. How long will my home last? Have you ever bought a car and you thought in your head, how long is my car going to last? It depends on what? How well you take care of it. How well you take care of it. Your house is the same way. So I found this really, really cool thing that's called how long will my home last? It has great numbers on it. Um, whenever I am showing homes and things, one of the big things I do as an agent is before buyers even ask, I'm already thinking in my head, I'm looking at windows. How old are the windows? How old's the roof? How old are the appliances? How old's the HVAC? I'm already taking a mental snapshot notes about how well has this home being taken care of? They're looking at floor plan, colors. Where's the baby crib going to go? How big are the closets? And is there a deck on the back? And I hope there's a jacuzzi and a pool. And, and, and so and they're checking out all those things. And I'm thinking, like, they'll take care of that if it meets their needs. I'm looking at 
what do I need to advise them professionally about this home, about everything in that regard, right? So finishing up in the program, I think we have two minutes left. Check this out, Terry. Big ticket items. Let's go for this. Um, HVAC units, 10 to 15 years, they last. That's okay. about an average. Okay. Now, if you never service them, Mr. Seller, and you're ready to sell your home, and I ask you, when's the last time you had your HVAC service? And they're like, we never have. How old, how old is it? 10 years? Well, it's about ready to die probably. Well, it's, it, what I say is, uh, have, have, do you change the oil in your car? Well, yeah, there of course I do. Yeah, when? Well, why, why don't you service? Yeah. So the air conditioning at 10 to 15 years. Now, if it's 20 years old and it's still working, it may go another day and it may go another five years. I have seen some craziness with that. But as a whole, Terry, um, I just had a client that just replaced one. It was a small unit for a little row house up in Hanover, PA. And it was like 42, 4,500 bucks, right? One and a half ton type whatever unit. The average, though, I tell people is you need to prepare for eight to 10,000. 10 is probably a good number. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's assuming. It's just, you know, the condenser and this. All right, windows. Woo! Windows, 15 to 30 years. Okay. Now, the thing with windows, not supply chain issues. They do take three, six months or nine months or whatever. But the thing with windows is this. Check this out. The, um, a year, two years ago, you could have got a standard size, 36-inch, 42-inch, replacement type, average, run-of-the-mill, double-pane, double-hung, blah, 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 vinyl. 300 bucks, $350 all day long. Uh, not so fast today. $600. Windows have almost doubled in price. And that doesn't even include the installation, does it? Well, about that, for about the most that. part. Okay. But I say five to 600 bucks unless it's custom window size or something crazy, but that's that. And finishing up, we did heat pump. Roof, this is the big one, and next week we're going to tackle a bunch more. Roof, I looked at the roof, 20, 25 years on a roof. Okay. So what's the cost of a roof? Most townhouses are about five to 6,000. Single family homes in Frederick, I'm seeing at about 12 to 15,000 as an average. If you get a quote for 20, you better give me a call. I got people that can do it probably a little bit less. So, okay. all right, take care, folks. Happy weekend and happy selling and buying. Terry are here for you, and we will see you next week on your Frederick Real Estate Update. Take care now. Looking to purchase a home or refinance your existing mortgage? If so, Lawyer Signature Settlements is here to assist you with that process. Lawyer Signature Settlements is a local attorney-owned title company with over 100 years of combined experience conveniently located in Frederick, Maryland. We are licensed to conduct closings in the states of Maryland, Pennsylvania, Virginia, and West Virginia. With two attorneys on staff here at Lawyer Signature Settlements, we ensure the most thorough review process paired with affordable rates, accommodating scheduling, and outstanding customer service. So next time you need to place your signature on closing documents, call Lawyer Signature Settlements at 301 695 one two three five or visit us on the web at www.signaturesettlements.com we hope to see you at the closing table hello this is terry kernan with presidential bank mortgage in downtown frederick and the best way to reach me always is on my cell phone at 301-639-9244 301-639-9244 or you can always email me at t kernan at presidential.com and this is Darren Ahern from REMAX Results. You can reach me anytime, 240-344-1713. Again, it's 240-344-1713 or at DarrenAhern at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in to your Frederick Real Estate Update. We will see you each and every Saturday right here on WFMD at 11 o'clock.